Praise God. It's a little warm in here. So if I get real sweaty, it's okay, I promise. I don't know what it is. Beginning of summer, I just, I sweat and sweat and sweat and sweat, I sweat like crazy. It's disgusting. Takes, takes a while for uh, my body to get used to the heat. Amen. Thank you. I was hoping you had one of those. Amen. Well, I'm expecting good things today. I know that the Lord has a plan for our gathering. I know that <laughs> I know that it's going to be good because I have faced such a resistance today. I don't know really what was going on. I know God didn't speak through natural circumstances. It wasn't anything like that. But I went home from work early today because I wasn't really feeling well. And then I was at home and I wasn't really feeling well. And then I was on the way here and I wasn't really feeling well. But how many of you know, sometimes you just have to push through. And on the other side of your pushing through, you find yourself doing well. And that's how I feel right now. I uh, feel great. Everything that I was dealing with has gone. Um, I did want to share a testimony too. On Sunday, uh, I think it was during worship, I've been having this pain in my shoulder. I detail cars, like you all know. Um, if you haven't liked my page, you should go like it. Amen. Um, yeah, uh, but I detail cars, and I was detailing this car, and I think I know exactly how I tweaked my shoulder. Um, I don't know what it is, but sometimes, rather than just going to the other side of a car, I stretch as far as I possibly can, and it was one of those things where I was stretched out and kind of twisted up, and it had been bothering me, but um, during worship, I turned to Eli, I said, did you hear that? Man, during worship, my shoulder, I was just standing still, and it popped so loud, and that pain left me. God healed my shoulder. It was awesome. Um, but So the Lord's working. Amen? So we have been talking about the gifts and ministries of the Holy Spirit, and we've talked about some of the gifts. We've talked about a lot of the gifts. Um, and today, we are going to definitely be talking about the gifts of the Spirit, but more so, we're going to be talking about how to position ourselves to be used by God, to, be, to function in those gifts. I think uh, Sister Rhonda touched on this. This is really a lot of what she was talking about as well. Um, and, you know, David, we've, been, we've all been talking about this here lately, about positioning ourselves and allowing God to use us. And, you know, there's a whole lot of people that don't know how to position themselves. There's a lot of people that don't know what to do. And there are some, some real things that we can do to position ourselves to be used by God. One of uh, a big thing that you can do is to show up to church on Wednesday nights. Amen. So look around. There are people that you know that need to be here. Invite them next week um, because this is, this is an opportunity for us to come together to learn, spend some time in his presence, and uh, it's important that we gather. It's important that we come together in his presence, um, and these are always awesome times. We always learn a lot. Amen? Amen. So we're going to be talking about positioning ourselves. So we know that it's God's will to lead us by his spirit every day. And for us to function daily in the gifts of the Spirit, right? And notice I said gifts. He wants us to function not in a gift. He wants us to function in the gifts, all of them, on a regular basis. We should see the gifts of the Spirit manifested on a regular basis. The only thing that really, uh, that really stops us from functioning on the level that God desires for us to function is us. Um, sometimes, it's, sometimes it's ignorance. Sometimes it's just uh, really where we're positioned, and that's what I want to talk about. Um, so we know that God's committed himself to lead us and guide us by his spirit. We know that's how he speaks to us. Um, he's, God is a spirit and he talks to us spirit to spirit. But there are many people that get stuck in a cycle that doesn't facilitate God's spirit 
uh, in their lives. I think that we've all been in that place. Well, I know for a fact we all have. Uh, before we get born again, uh, we're not in a place to facilitate his spirit. We're not in a place to function uh, in the Holy Ghost. And, you know, sometimes there are things in life that just come up that make it difficult to facilitate the spirit of God. But usually that's a result of us. Um, but just some examples, the way that uh, we run our homes, the way we lead our families, our work life, those things can all impact our ability to function on the level God's desired for us to function. God desires for us to function on a much higher level all the time than really where we're currently at. Uh, he always has better for us. Amen? Oh, yeah. Amen. So let's see here. Let me get caught up in my notes. I was telling Ayla, <clears throat> I generally knew what I was going to be talking about tonight, but here lately, the Lord's really been uh, kind of uh, surprising me, and I know why. It's because he wants me to talk about some things that I don't really care to talk about, but um, how many of you guys know I'm an iPhone guy? That's not what I'm asking about. If you guys know that, you should know that. I talk about it enough, but I love iPhones. I get a new iPhone every year. It's just what I do. It's probably one of the greatest wastes of money um, that I spend money on. But I'm still going to spend it. There's a new one coming out in sept around September. I'll be getting it. I mean, it's just it's how it works. I get it every year without fail. Um, I have the beta software that they just announced a couple weeks ago. I have it. You can't get it, but I got it. It's just the way that just the way that it is. But how many of you know that there are some places that you get better reception? You know, when I had AT&T, I'm sure they're better now, but back in the day when I had AT&T, I had dropped calls all the time. My reception always sucked. When I had Verizon, I had way better service, but it was really expensive. And then uh, now I have T-Mobile, and T-Mobile has been the bomb. I love T-Mobile. I have no complaints against T-Mobile. But you know, there are some places that you have better reception than other places. This church is not a place that I have great reception. I rarely have good reception here. But at our apartment, awesome reception. I think that that is a good parallel of us in the spirit as well. Sometimes there are times and places that we have a better reception. And a lot of that's just determined by us. Sometimes we have to move we have to move and adjust to receive better service or a faster download speed. And God wants us positioned to download his word and his power and his will so that we can transmit that outwards to those around us. We become better transmitters when we've been in his presence. Amen? Um, so this is a place where we come to download. It's a place where we come and he speaks to us. And as a result, we, come out, we leave out of this place and should be preaching the gospel everywhere that we go. Um, our lives should be a light to those around us. When people look at you, they should see something different. If people don't see something different in you, then there's something missing. There's something wrong. Um, so that's why we have to position ourselves. We're going to go to Proverbs chapter 20. Amen. And uh, we're going to go to verse 27. Help if I turn there myself too. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. I'm actually going to read in King James. Uh, Proverbs 20, verse 27. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Amen. So we know that God leads us um, by his spirit, and when he speaks to us, he speaks to us spirit to spirit. Um, 
I think it's important to know this too, that uh, you don't have a spirit, you are a spirit. Amen? You have a soul, but you are a spirit. Amen? Amen. That's who we are. That's, that's, that's our true identity. Um, that's, that's us. And um, our spirit becomes secondary when we don't recognize that it's a spirit that we are. And we have a soul and we're in a body. But we all know this. This is a simple truth. The candle guides us in dark places, right? If power goes out, you light up a candle. Maybe not so much anymore. We have flashlights on our phones and um, things like that. But candles are used to guide us in dark places. And it's how the Lord guides us, by his spirit. This is why we have to renew our minds. And that's what we're doing tonight, amen? We're renewing our minds so that we can know his will. Pastor Ziggy's been talking about something, though, and this is really what stirred up in me about when I was, uh, I was probably 15 and a half, 16 years old, and the Lord began to speak to me. And I just got to tell this story the other day to Ayla because Pastor Ziggy really only knows part of the story. He shares the testimony where it sounds really good, but he doesn't really know what, where that word came from about how um, God spoke to me in a time of prayer. I was praying, and he said um, that the greatest gift that God has given man is free will. And the greatest gift that we can give back to God is our free will. And in place, we take up his will. We replace our free will with what he has commanded us to do. And man, I thought that that was so awesome. I mean, I lived, I've lived on that high all these years, 13 years I've lived on that high of that word. But that place came, that word came from a place of divine frustration. Um, I was praying and the Lord was correcting me when he gave me that word because I was praying wrong. I was super frustrated with somebody. And I was praying, I'm like, Lord, you need to change them. You need to do something about that. And he said, I can't do anything about that. And I said, I was talking to him, like, God, you're the God of all the universe, the creator of all, and you can't do something about this person. And he said, nope, because they haven't given that place over to me. I can't touch that. And I said, I know for a fact that you can. He said, nope, that's not the way that this works. And he was, what he was doing was he was correcting me. He was teaching me how to pray. He was teaching me to pray the right way. Because what I was doing was I was, I was praying carnally. I was praying, um, I was praying uh, in the flesh. I wasn't praying in the spirit. And that's when he spoke to me and he said, the greatest gift that I've given to man is free will. And the greatest gift man can give back to me is their free will. But that's why, that's the reason he was telling me that he couldn't touch that area and couldn't touch that person in that area and do anything about that situation. Because really what I was praying was, God, you need to step in and fix this because I'm fed up. And... <laughs> I really was. I was mad. And he began to talk to me. He began to talk to me about that. And Pastor Ziggy mentioned it in the uh, live video that he did, I believe it was yesterday, that he was talking about how, uh, how important it is that we pray correctly, you know, pray, praying to get answers, praying the right way, praying to the Father in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, there are so many people that pray wrong prayers, that pray the wrong way. And I thank God that God taught me that lesson early because I needed it. Um, a little did I know that that word would mean so much more to me later on than it did in that moment. Um, it really, it really uh, stayed with me and it really evolved as my life went on and as my understanding increased. It, that word really, it, it changed my life. Um, so when I was uh, 15 or 16, I got born again. Um, I got delivered from depression and anxiety. God set me radically free. Uh, I walked in a mess and walked out a totally different person. It was awesome. 
Um, there's, it's hard to put into words all that God did during that time in that moment. But in that time, I mean, immediately I began to see the spirit of God working in my life. I didn't even know, you know, two weeks after I got born again, I started seeing God's spirit begin to work in my life. And two weeks before, I didn't even know that there was a spirit of God. I didn't know anything about that. I didn't know about his ability. I didn't know what he wanted for me. I didn't know his plan for my life. All I knew was that I was a mess. I was jacked up. I was uh, struggling. I was in trouble. Um, I mean, I'm getting distracted. I do have one, but I'll take another one here in a minute. Um, but when God's spirit began to move in my life, man, I was telling Ayla about this on the way over here. When God's spirit begins to move, man, all bets are off. I mean, as human beings, we judge each other based off the last thing that we know about each other. We judge each other based off the last encounter that we had. I was telling Ayla, if I saw Ayla at the bar, and that was the last time that I saw Ayla, that's what I would be judging her off of. Amen, right? I would be judging her based off of that experience, that encounter that I had with her. Thank God that's not how God sees us. That's not how God judges us. He judges us based off of what he said about us, not what we see about each other. Amen. Um, but it's hard, to, it's hard to grasp that, especially when um, we're not in the spirit. And to function in the gifts of the spirit, how many of you know we need to be in the spirit? We need to get over there in the Holy Ghost. Um, we need to position ourselves so that he can use us. Um, so I put together some things. I felt like the Lord was talking to me about this today. I put together some things. I was going to call these prerequisites or requirements to um, function in the gifts of the Spirit, but I was thinking about how God really works, and you, it's difficult to say that anything is a prerequisite because when the Spirit of God begins to move, everything can change. Everything can be different. Where... God, at one point, didn't have an ability to work in me. In a moment, he had an open vessel to work through. In a moment. I mean, just in a moment's time, everything changed. We can look at the life of Paul. Paul, he was, a, uh, he was killing Christians, right? We know that. We know he was a murderer. We know how jacked up his life was. But when the Spirit of God moves and God's grace gets involved, all bets are off. He can do anything at that point. So, these are not really prerequisite, pre prerequisites. Uh, these are really just simple adjustments that we can make to position ourselves to be used and to function in his giftings. How many of you know that God has a good plan for your life? Amen. Oh, Sounds like we're in Bricktown right now. Um, God has a good plan for our lives. We know he desires to use us. We know he desires to move in us. Um, I know a lot of you guys really, most of you guys really, really well because we've spent time together. Um, a lot of you guys see the church started in 2012, so I was 18 years old when the church started. A lot of you guys have seen a lot of my life, because you know, you live a lot of life between 18 and 28. You make a lot of mistakes, you do a lot of dumb stuff, you think a lot of dumb ways, and you learn from those experiences, and you, at least hopefully you do, and you grow, and you do things different, and I just thank God for Winter's Church that we're here um, living this life together. It's awesome. Um, and along, along you know, this timeline of the 10 years that we've been around, I have learned so much and seen God do such, such incredible things and now find myself again 
in a moment like what I had when we first started gathering, desiring God to use us in a new way, God, desiring God to do something new, desiring God to pour out his spirit in this incredible way. And, you know, I think about it often because we have a lot of new people that come together and we talk about it some in leadership. I talk about it with Ayla quite a bit that, because Ayla wasn't even around during this time, but when we started Winter's Church, man, it was so awesome because we would come together and I'd be at the church like, four hours before church and I'd be you know we nobody would want to leave we started eating meals together and food would be at the church I mean stuff would just show up and we just never wanted to leave we wanted to do everything together because we were on this journey with God and things were happening at least for me that I had never experienced before the level of revelation that I was receiving was incredible I mean it was supernatural and how many of you know that you go through some times where you're, all, you know, you're up there, you're on that high, and then there are other times where it's like, you have something to say, Ted? Yeah, other times, other times, you, you know, you're, you're, yeah, right, you're down a little bit lower. I don't want to say you're all the way down, because hopefully, you know, we don't reach that place very often. Hopefully, we're, we're not down at that place. But during that time, it was incredible because, you know, we would do stuff and everybody would come together and there was never really a real complaint. It was just awesome. Amen? Amen. Um, and I feel like that we're in a moment like that again. The, the Lord's really just pouring his spirit out. Amen. So this first point, I think it's pretty simple. I think that uh, most of you probably are in this place uh, already, but I think a good adjustment to make is that you need to be born again. A spiritually dead man cannot perceive the kingdom of God. Amen. First Corinthians 2.14. Let's go over there real quick. And if you guys have questions along the way, just stop me. I'll stop a couple times, but I think I will anyways. I may not remember, so you may need to stop me. First Corinthians 2.14. Amen. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Verse 15. But he that is spiritual judgeth all, all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he uh, may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Amen. Amen. So we need to be born again. We know that for more reasons than just this, but we need to be born again. If you're not born again, we can take care of it tonight. Amen. Amen. Uh, the second point, and we're going to spend a little more time on these next points. The second point is this. We have to trust that when we are really led by the Spirit of God, that God has our back. Amen. And an example that I want to use with that is that, you know, the Spirit of God led Jesus in the wilderness, into the wilderness, right? So sometimes, we talked about this already, but God doesn't lead us. He doesn't speak to us through natural circumstance. He, just, he does not speak to us through natural circumstance. I saw this post about youth camp and it really made me laugh um, because it, it had this girl sitting outside and it said, uh, remembering back to the times during youth camp that uh, I would go outside in the morning to read my Bible and let God pick the scripture, let the wind blow and wherever the Bible you know, opens up to, that's what God is speaking. How many of you know there's better ways to hear the voice of God than that. Um, you know, but we'll try anything when we're, when we're really trying to hear his voice. We'll try anything. Um, we have to know that he has our back, though, and that he's committed himself, that he's bound himself to his word, that he'll lead us and guide us, that he, he will guide our steps, and he'll guide our steps even if we fall. Amen? 
Let's go to Psalm 37. This is going to be in the Amplified Classic. Amen. I'm getting there. This thing is moving really slow today. Let's see here. Get it changed over. There we go. Psalm 37, verse, let's start with verse 23. The steps of a good man are directed and established by the Lord when he delights in his way, and he busies himself with his every step. Amen? Verse 24, though he falls, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord grasps his hand in support and upholds him. Verse 25, I have been young, and now I am, an old, now I am old. Um, yet have I not seen the uncompromisingly righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread. Amen. So we know that even if we fall, that God uh, still grasps our hand and upholds us. The Bible says that uh, we could make our bed in hell and God would still find us there. Uh, thank God. I think he's found uh, me in that place before on a couple of occasions where he has, he's found me in a low place and he's lifted me up. Um, he's raised me up to, the, to a place where he desires for me to be. But we have to trust that when we're led by the Spirit, when we're, and I said we're really led, what I mean by that is not when we're talking about being led by the Spirit, when the Spirit leads us somewhere, that when we're in a place that may look ugly, when we're, not, when we're in a place where um, we've sacrificed something, um, and I'm, I'll talk more about this here in just a little bit, but Ayla and I, we've been... Ayla mentioned this, and I thought that it, I didn't really think about it until she said it, but we are in a time right now, we're in a sowing season where we are sowing like crazy. Um, we're saving for a house, and it seems like every time we get to a certain amount in our savings, we end up sowing big, big time. Um, I think as of right now, and I, I won't say the amount or anything like that. It's not tooting my own horn. It's really a testimony. But right now, I think that we have sown more right now in this short of a period of time than we've ever sown before. Individually, I think, or together, we've sown more right now than ever before uh, in this short of a period of time this year, in six months' time. Um, and it's incredible, but it's just now to the point where it hit me just the other day. This is about a week ago, um, where I was like... That one stung a little bit. Like, man, we really sowed this time. And I was telling Ayla, I was, I was, we were texting about it, but it, I was more texting because I needed to get it out. I needed to say it. I needed to just vocalize it. Like, that one hurt a little bit. That one, that one felt sacrificial. Like, that one stung. I said, I'm a little bit stressed out. She's like, why are you stressed out? I'm like, because we sowed. Like, we didn't just sow. We sowed. And... We didn't just sow this time, but then like a week before that or two weeks before that, we really sowed then too. And a couple weeks before that, we really sowed too. So I'm like, I'm a little bit stressed out, but you know, I know that's how I know we're doing something right is that it's sacrificial. It, it hit a point where I've hit, I hit uh, my choking point and now I'm just going up. Amen. Um, but we sowed and we sowed for a specific reason. And I'll talk about that here in a minute, but we were, we were sowing, we were just talking about it. I think it was yesterday we were texting back and forth where 
Ayla was talking to me and she was encouraging me. And it's not often that Ayla has to encourage me when it comes to um, offering, giving, and things like that. It's actually, this isn't a knock or anything, it's usually the other way around. Because um, how many of you know when you get married and you have two incomes, your ability to do something drastically changes? And, you know, we got married. And where Ayla used to be able to do a little and I used to be able to do a little together, we we can we can be need meters, amen. We can be in in some on some level we can be dream fulfillers, and that's what we've been praying. And that's that's what I think is such an awesome testimony about this season is that I have been praying, Lord, I don't want to be a little giver. I want to be a big giver. And if you'll bring it into my hands, I'll sow it. And really, I haven't sown what what. Uh, the number that I was praying, I haven't sown on that level yet, but I told God, God, if you put this in my hand, I'll sow it. And uh, we're close to that point. Amen. But I think it's such an awesome testimony of the goodness of God that when we pray that he hears us, when we declare his word, he hears us and we position ourselves uh, to be used by him. That's what he's doing with us right now, big time, not just in the area of finances, but we're seeing God move on our behalf in every area, every area. This is kind of a silly testimony. Some of you may not agree with this. I don't really care, but I was speeding the other day. And if you know me, if I speed, I talk about getting tickets way too much up here, by the way. Remind me not to talk about this stuff anymore, because then I get some crazy looks. But I like to speed. I drive too fast. I'm always in a hurry. I feel like I'm always running behind. I just, I always have somewhere to be. And there was this one time, um, Hilda rode with me <laughs> to church, and uh, it was either Lawton or Chickasha. I'm pretty sure it was Lawton. And I was tired. And Lawton's like, what, like an hour 45? I was tired. I made it all the way... I lived at that time off of 122nd. Now live again off of 122nd. Um, but I made it all the way to the exit on 122nd and get pulled over. And I was dreading. And we had had such an awesome service. Immediately I got in the flesh bad. And I was dreading Hilda saying anything to me about that. Because at that time, Hilda was going to say something about it. She's going to say, you deserve that. You know that, right? He's just doing his job. You deserve that. You're speeding. Like, and be quiet. Well, well, I got a fat ticket. Actually, I think that was the biggest ticket that I have ever gotten. And that's saying something. Um, That was pretty early in my driving history, (laughs) too. Um, But, yeah, that was, it was a big old ticket. But the other day, I was driving. Ayla was with me. Do you remember when I was driving? uh, I think it was either to my parents or from my parents, and there was a cop off. I was speeding down Kelly bad, bad. And I think it was 40. I was probably going like 60. I wasn't trying to go that fast. I just ended up going that fast. And I see the cop, and I look down, and I see I'm driving that fast. And, you know, you don't want to hit the brake because it's already done. So I just let off the accelerator, slow down a little bit. I probably passed him still going 60. He did not come after me. I think that's a testimony of the goodness of God because any other season of my life, it would have been a ticket. Every other season of my life, it was a ticket. I mean, we're paying for it now. We have, I think we pay like the highest car insurance that there is. I mean, it's, it, it's insane. It's, a, it, it's an insane amount. 
How much is it now? It doesn't matter. Okay. It's bad. Thank God some of the, the next renewal, a lot of those speeding tickets will fall off and it'll be all good again. But they all happen about the, you know, sometimes you go through things and a lot of stuff happens in a short period of time. That's what happens. So now all those things that happen in that short period of time are going to fall off. Thank God. We'll get back to paying normal rates at some point. But man, yeah, it's crazy right now. I think it's as much as my car payment is. It's, it's bad. Amen. Pray for us. Amen. But I just think that I really, honestly, I think that's a testimony of the goodness of God. I, th I think it's a testimony of the season that we're in. We're seeing God work on our behalf. We're seeing our influence increase almost daily. It's really crazy because it went from, Pastor Ziggy gave me a word on, was that Sunday? Gave us a word, really. I don't think that the word was for Ayla because Ayla, Ayla I think she lives in this place of knowing that she's smack dab in the middle of the will of God. She just lives in this place. I have lived in that place, and I believe I'm living in that place now. I haven't always lived in that place, though. There's a period of time where I'm like, Lord, I don't know if I'm doing anything for you right now. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm living for you right now. I don't know where I'm at. I, I just don't know. I don't know what's going on. I, but that's how I feel. And then, you know, come out of this season and feel like I'm playing catch up constantly. I'm like, I'm not at all where I once was. I don't know how to get back to that place. I don't know how to climb back to that level. I, and, you know, you try to do things in your own mind. You try to go through the motions of things that you know worked for you before. And then you just look kind of dumb because it doesn't really work that way. And, you know, here in the last uh, 10 months to a year, I've really felt like, man, Lord, I'm right where I need to be. I, I feel really good, but still not really where I, I don't see the picture that God painted on my heart coming to pass in this season right now. And that's really what that word was about, about playing catch up, feeling like I'm playing catch up. That word spoke to me and really set something in motion in my spirit on Sunday. I've been thinking about it nonstop. I've hardly slept. I know Ayla's hardly slept. I don't know if it's for the same reasons or not, but the Lord's really doing a work in us, and we're seeing our influence increase. We're seeing his word come to pass in our lives. We're seeing increase in every area. Um, I wish Hilda and David were in here for this because I was talking to him about that on Sunday. We went to lunch, and um, I was telling him that I asked uh, for a raise, and I got my raise, which is crazy because I just got a raise, but I... I pretty well told them, like, I need more money. Like, you know this looming recession that they're talking about? I don't plan on that affecting me, and you're going to be a part of that uh, not affecting me. I need a raise. And uh, they like me, so they gave it to me. And um, we're seeing increase in every area. We're about to see, this is not an announcement. I would just have to say that. It's not an announcement. But we're about to see increase in our, you know, uh, family. Our family's uh, growing larger. We've we believe it's done. We believe it's settled. That's just the place that we're at where, you know, when you trust the Lord for something in faith, it's because you're trusting because he spoke, because he said something. And we were trusting for a while, but it wasn't because he said something. Until recently, he said something. And now it's like, it's any day now. Any moment now, we just know that that's, that's what's happening. So we're seeing increase in every area of our lives. We're seeing increase um, you know, here at the church, we're seeing increase in our ability to do ministry. We're seeing increase in the, in the sick being healed uh, at the hospital ministry. I'm looking forward to getting over to, to uh, Mercy and seeing the sick healed over at Mercy. It feels like it's been forever since we've been at Mercy. 
Um, so we're looking forward to that. But that's just where we're at right now, that we're in this season where God's abundance is just abounding. Uh, we're in this season where he's just moving. But the same, the same way that I trust him now, I should have trusted him in that season that was not looking like this, this uh, the season that was lower, the season that was rough. Um, that same God that helps me now could have helped me a whole lot more than if I had given the opportunity. Um, so we have to trust, you know, when we're led by the Spirit that God has our back. That scripture is so awesome that he grasps us by the hand and he upholds us. When you're in a moment where you feel like you're falling, know that you can only fall so far because his hand is there to uphold you. His hand is there to catch you. Uh, you can't go back. We've been telling people this that we've been ministering to. You can't go back to the old man because the old man, I mean, it would for me to go all the way back, it would take years because, I mean, for real, years and denouncing all that I know to even come remotely close to going back to that place of being bound and uh, not knowing the Lord. It would, it would take forever, and I still don't think I could ever reach back to that place. That old man is dead, and when the old man's dead, you can only fall back so far. Amen? So remember, we're talking about positioning ourselves. So we have to, when we're following after the Spirit, when we're striving to be uh, used by him, when we're trusting the Lord to use us and to guide us by his Spirit, we have to recognize that the God that led us to that place will be the same God that upholds us, that raises us up, that has our back, uh, and fills us full. Amen. The third point, we have to recognize uh, where, we're, where, where we are at um, and recognize that it's a part of the journey, wherever you are at. Um, I'm going to share this testimony just a little bit. This is kind of one of those things I didn't really want to talk about. And this is not anything bad. It's not anything crazy. But um, when I started doing uh, slides and sound at Winner's Church, I didn't really want to do that. <laughs> it's not something. I wanted to do something for the Lord. But that's not really what I had in mind. That's not really the place that I really. This is the place that I believe that God had for me. That's not the place that I believe that God had for me. It was frustrating. It took a while for me to work to work through that and to adjust to that and to do it uh, for the Lord because it's like, man, Marissa's too loud. I'm going to turn her all the way down. You know, it's frustrating. Things were frustrating. And I didn't really want to do that. But I had to recognize at some point that that place is part of the journey. That's part of the journey for me. Some of the greatest encounters that I have had in the Lord in recent years have been as a result of getting to know Joe and Jess on a whole different level than I knew before. And I can tell you this, I probably wouldn't have done it had I not been stuck sitting next to them. Not, no offense to them. I've known Joe for a long time. We've never really like hung out, hung out. Just, our friendship has never been on that level. But sitting back there and fellowshipping on a regular basis, I think we went out to dinner. That's the first time I think I've gone out to dinner with you guys like that before, where we were just like, hey, let's go eat something. And other people weren't really involved in those plans. You know, it was just kind of different. Um, only as a result, though, of being in that place. We have to recognize that some things God puts in motion for a whole lot of other reasons. And I thank God for that. I thank God that, you know, we've become closer. I'm excited that we're uh, going to get some time to watch 
Inez this week. Um, it's going to be fun. Amen. Hopefully my boss doesn't listen to this because I'm going to be working while we watch Inez. But uh, working while we watch Inez. Fridays, I work from home. Um, and I've been working a flex schedule this week. And, you know, to be honest, I don't know that I'm really a fan of this flex schedule. I thought that it would be awesome because I'm like, I'm getting off at noon on Friday. This is going to be awesome. Getting up at 545 sucks. Um, bad. I've been more tired this week than I've been in a long time. It's, it has not been fun. And going in, and all of our lights are on at, in our building are on motion detectors. So when I walk in the building and the lights start turning on, because I'm the first one that's walking in the building, it's like, really? I mean, some people like things like that. I'm like, really? I'm the first one here? That sucks. I want to go home. <laughs> and on top of that, my team has been working from home all week. So I've been the only one on my team in the office all week, an hour early on top of that, working an extra hour every day just to be off early on Friday. I don't know if I'm going to end up doing this again. This may be a one-time thing. We'll see. But that was just, that's not spiritual. I just thought I'd mention it. All of that to say, I'm working from home on Friday, and we're going to get to watch Inez. It's going to be awesome. Um, but because of some of these relationships that we've been able to build we have more opportunity now than we've ever had before. Um, I started preaching, I preached for the first time two weeks after I got born again. And now some of those things that I preached before that had zero impact, I'm preaching again and it's having the right impact because this is the right season and the right time. I'm in the right place in this right moment. And the Lord is using that. We have to recognize that Wherever we are at, if we're following after the Spirit of God, it's a part of our journey, and we need to yield ourselves to hear his voice and to find out what he's saying. Um, we mentioned this already, but God doesn't speak through natural circumstance, and resistance doesn't always mean that you're going the right or wrong direction. You know, Christians are funny sometimes that anytime we face resistance, it's like, man, I must be doing something right. Well, no, maybe you're facing resistance because you're dumb. Um, that sounded mean. I didn't mean that mean. Okay, thank you. I'll say it again. Sometimes, no, I'm just joking. But resistance doesn't always mean we're doing something right, but it doesn't always mean that we're doing something wrong either. Sometimes resistance is a result of carnality. Sometimes resistance is a result of the Lord tempering us. Man, that's a word that I got right after I got born again. Thank God I got that word, but the word was God's tempering you. And I'm like, tempering me? You mean to tell me God's holding me back? And I, was t I talked to God about that. And he's like, yes, I'm holding you back. I'm like, God, you don't need to hold me back. Like, let's just do this thing. Let's go. I'm running after you. Let's do this. He's like, no, you don't know anything. I'm like, I know, but you can use me. He's like, yeah, but you don't know anything. Amen. So there was a long period of time that the Lord, he, he would have to guide me. He's like, you need to back off of that thing. That's not for you. That's not for right now. Um. But resistance isn't always a good thing. It's not always a bad thing. We can count on the fact that we can be sure to know his will when we hear his voice. We have to stop looking at natural circumstance and think, this, and this is what Pastor Ziggy said about a church that no longer exists. And I, I like that he mentioned that, not because that's a good thing, that's, that's a sad thing. But the fact that it no longer exists really is a result of this very thing that when man looks at natural circumstance to determine God's will or God's purpose, we're going to jack it up. We can't look at 
people giving us things or finance coming into our hands. You know, sometimes that's not a good thing. You know, sometimes it's not good for you to take every job that comes your way. I've learned that detailing because sometimes, Michael probably knows about this. Sometimes you'll quote somebody a price and you'll quote them high and be like, they're probably going to say no. I'll be good if they say no. But if they say yes, cool, I'll take it. And then you go to do the work and you're like, that was a nightmare. I charged them more than I thought I should have charged them. And I got robbed. I mean, I got robbed. There are some cars that I have done where I'm, I'll be like, this car is going to take me probably an hour and a half. I'm charging them, you know, this much money. I'll tell Ayla, I'm like, we'll go to lunch. I'll go clean this car and then we'll go to lunch. No, it'll be like five o'clock in the uh, afternoon. Then she's like, hey, where are you at? I'm like, I still probably got like 40 minutes to go. How many of you know if, if you charge a specific amount, let's say 200 bucks, I charge somebody 200 bucks and I start at 8 in the morning and I finish at 5 p.m., I got robbed. <laughs> Amen. So we can't look at natural circumstance and take everything that just comes our way. Not, every, not, every, uh, not everything that appears to be a blessing is an actual blessing. You can only be sure when you hear his voice or if you know his word, you know, we know what his word says. For example, we know that his word declares that if we lay hands on the sick, the sick shall recover, right? We can be confident in that. We can be confident in that. Um, something that we can't necessarily be confident in is my example of detailing. We can't be confident. And this is getting on my nerves too. Just, I'm just got to put this out there because I had this bomb detail lined up for Saturday, and this keeps happening, but I have to understand and hear his voice on this because I'm trying to get direction. Um, and I think I, I've kind of got some direction on the way over here already. Something ro rose up in my spirit about this. But I had this detail lined up weeks ago. This dude reached out to me. I don't know him. And I love those when people reach out to me that I don't know. I love that. It's awesome because you're, I'm like, how'd you hear about me? Like, I don't pay for advertising. It's just word of mouth. I invite my friends to Facebook page. I get tagged every now and then. Some people mention um, my page to other people, things like that. So this guy, he's like, hey, I want you, I got these trucks. I want you to detail. I quoted him high. He agreed. I saw pictures of the trucks. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make good money on this. This is going to be awesome. The dude canceled on me, which is frustrating. It's annoying. But I feel like the Lord, and I, was, I told Ayla that I was frustrated. It was just before we came over here, too. He's like, hey, something came up. I understand, but I don't really care if something came up, like, right this moment. I don't care. I don't care. You know, it's like my family member, they're sick. I have to go out of town. I don't care. No, that's not true. I do care. Um, but that's how you feel sometimes. You know what I'm saying? That's how you feel. It's like your reasoning doesn't really matter to me in this moment right now because we had an agreement. You know, I put other people off to get to you. I got people booked out through mid-July, and I could have booked them for this weekend and booked other people for mid-July. You know, I pushed things off to accommodate this detail, and you're canceling on me. But I was thinking about it on the way over here, just kind of praying and my own self, trying to get some direction from the Lord, and I really feel like he, he gave me a clear picture of what I need to do. Um, and I think it's time to hire somebody on. I think that this, this is continuing to happen because I need to open up my availability to be able to do things at other times. Other than, you know, I'm working every Saturday right now. That kind of sucks for me anyways, working every Saturday. Um, when I stopped working at Paycom, I committed. I'm like, I'm never working a weekend again. Never. Now, I work every Saturday without fail because that's my free day. Um, I try to only work in the morning so that we can do something in the afternoon, but that doesn't always happen. Uh, but I feel like that the Lord gave me some direction. So how many of you know 
We can only be sure when we hear his voice on something. You can't look at natural circumstance. Natural circumstance will lie to you often. Right now, natural circumstance is saying in this nation that there is a looming recession, right? You hear about it all over the news. Uh, They raised interest rates um, 0.75% today. It was the largest uh, raise of interest rates in nearly three decades. That's like my whole life. Um, And Marissa... Somebody needs to tell Marissa. She's sending me messages on TikTok right now. She needs, if she can send messages on TikTok, she could be at church. Amen. <laughs> Say it again, Ted. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Um, but that's, that's what natural circumstance is saying right now, that there's a looming recession. We've been saying for a few months now, we refuse to participate in this world's financial system. We f- refuse to participate in a recession. Our finances are not going to go down. Our finances are going to go up. Um, Ayla, <clears throat> Ayla has an uh, employee review coming up next week. Her boss is freaking out about the employee review. She's like, I don't even know if I, I hope I can keep my job. And we're like, Keep your job. We're getting raises. I mean, that's there's no other option here. There's no way to go but up. We're not going. We're not going down. We're not settling for less. It doesn't matter what this world's economy is saying. It doesn't matter what the price of gas is saying. Um, you know, it was it was kind of weird because we went to Indiana uh, several months ago. It seems like now, and on the way home, we hit the highest gas price that we've seen in a long time. It was pr- pretty well what it is right now. It's like 479, 480, 490, something like that. I got a tank of gas. I think we were in Ayla's car, and she has a oddly large gas tank in her car. It's like a truck. It's like 75 bucks, you know, normally when gas is cheap to fill it up. Right now, it's like 80-something bucks, right? Am I exaggerating? Yeah. So I might be exaggerating a little bit, but it's something like that. It's, it's just weird. So we're driving home, and, you know, there's a temptation to be like, oh, we shouldn't have done this. There's a temptation to be like, I'm not going anywhere else. I just, we just need to take a break. We need to be wise here. No, we have to be led by the Spirit. We have to know that this world can have, this country can have a recession, but we're not going to participate. Um, and this is something specific that I've been praying, and I think that you guys could pray this too. I think that it's a good time for us to pray this. You know, the Word of God declares that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. You know, it's time that our wealth comes back into our hands. It's time for that money that belongs to me. It's my money and I need it now. Amen. Amen. And now is a good time for it to come in. Now is a good time for us to receive our harvest. Now is a good time for us to receive what belongs to us. God is not uh, just a a need meter. He's a need exceeder. And these are things that we've been praying every day for weeks. And as a result, we have seen, we have seen abundance like I've never seen in my life, uh, my own self, in my own finances. We've seen God provide for us in such a crazy way. Just every time, and Ayla knows this too because we talked about it the other day. Um, Ayla lets me handle our finances, and she only questions things when it seems like I'm spending a lot of money. She's been questioning a lot of things here lately because I've been spending a lot of money. Um, I've been ordering a lot of stuff when things, she shows up from work, and there's a package from Amazon. The next day, there's a package from Amazon. There's a next day, a package from Amazon. <laughs> and then I discovered a whole new app and ordered a whole bunch of stuff that I'm waiting on in the mail right now, too. But we're pretty strict with our budget. We try to be. We try to be strict with our budget. Here lately, hadn't been so strict. But um, 
I budget to the penny. It's just an OCD thing. It's not a spiritual thing. It's not something I recommend other people do, but I know how much money we have at any given time down to the penny, including savings, uh, minus grocery budget, minus gas budget, minus all that stuff. It's just an OCD thing. Um, so I know, I know what we have coming in, and we have had an insane amount of abundance. I mean, and I'm praying right now. I'm believing the Lord to shift some things a little bit because a lot of that's the, res- the result of God giving me detailed jobs. But it's really hot right now, and I could take a little break from that, and I just need him to still provide because that's kind of where my prayers are being directed right now. I'm like, 108-degree heat index. I don't want to be outside in that. Um, Ted saw me one time. I cleaned their cars, Ted and Debbie's cars, this one time, and it wasn't nearly as hot as it is right now, and I thought I was going to die. I really did. Ted's like, you don't look so good. I'm like, yeah, it's bad. I felt really sick. So I'm trying to work a little less hard for what's coming in right now, but we're you know, trusting Lord for increase because we're desiring to buy a house and we're seeing God provide. You know, as we pray, we're seeing God answer our prayers in those areas right now. It's awesome. Um, amen. So I budget down to the penny and as I'm spending money, that money's just coming right back in. It's wild. I get just every time we have a need, God meets the need. Almost the same day, he's meeting our needs as they come up. Um, now we're believing, well, Ayla's believing the Lord. I just need to do it. Ayla cracked her windshield. She's like, please, Lord, give me a new windshield, right? I just need to buy her a new windshield. But <clears throat> he's provided for that windshield three or four different times now. It's just gone to other things. But I think the day that Ayla's windshield cracked, he provided for that windshield. We just need to get it done. I was really waiting on Michael because Michael told me that he was going to have somebody, uh, somebody give me somebody's information that might be able to give me a good deal, but he never did it. So, amen. Maybe today I get that information. <laughs> amen. So we have to, let me go, let me get back on track here. I'm just meddling a little bit and, We have enough time, so we can. But how many of you know it's good to testify about what God's doing in your life? It's good to testify about, and I think it's an awesome testimony of the fact that the world is struggling financially, and we don't have to. We're not struggling financially. I've gotten two raises in like the last two months, two or three months. Uh, God's, and on top of that, you know, I think I declared at the beginning of this year that I was believing for double in my detailing business, double where uh, what came in last year. I think right now we're, we're on track because right now I have made this year, since January, I've made already what I made last year uh, in six months' time. So it's awesome. Uh, things are moving in the right direction. Agree with me for a van because I need to get something. I need to get my detail and stuff out of the back of my car. It's getting crazy. Amen. But as God blesses you, definitely don't neglect to share that, that the Lord is blessing you. I know uh, the world's declaring doom and gloom, but we don't have to declare that. We don't have to say that. We don't have to experience it either. If you're struggling, God has a plan for you. He has a way for you to get out. Amen. So, yeah, we got to recognize where we're at and recognize that it's part of the journey. If God uh, takes you from one place and puts you back at the sound booth, trust that he has a plan because he does. Amen. And I guess I could say on top of that, too, trust, your pa- trust that your pastor has a plan. Amen. Trust that he has a plan. 
trust that he's not dumb, that he knows what he's doing, because it really is the truth. I'm not just saying it because he's my uncle. I'm saying that because it's really the truth. We were, we were talking about this just the other day, that how lucky we are that we have a man of God that for real, for real is a man of God that knows what he's doing, that's not crazy, that's not leading us to some crazy place, that he's leading us to God's promise on a regular basis. Amen? Amen. And how many, how many pastors do you know that can be gone preaching revival and the church not just fall apart? We've been to some churches, the, church, the pastor can't be gone for five minutes without something falling apart. And uh, we have an awesome church. What God has established here is it's unique, it's awesome. Amen. Let me go over these last couple points. It'll be pretty quick. Um, my fourth point is part of knowing God and being led by the Spirit and positioning ourselves to be led by His Spirit is recognizing, like the gifts of the Spirit. We have to recognize that God's Spirit functions through those giftings as a result of God's love for man. All that God does is as a result of God's love for man. And a part of us positioning ourselves is seeing other people, seeing each other the way that God sees us. I mentioned at the beginning that we judge people based off of our last encounter with them. I have had encounters, I'm going to use Michael as an example because I know that he can take it, but I have had encounters with Michael Salazar that weren't like my most favorite experience ever. Sometimes you catch him when he's hungry and it's not great. It's just true. He knows that. That's just fact. Sometimes you catch him when he's hungry and it's like, you got to walk on eggshells. It's a little, it's a little scary. There is a time I shared about this before, the last time I think I, I ministered, that Ayla shoved me. That's a little drastic. She didn't really shove me. It was a light push. But it was necessary. That wasn't my most favorite encounter with Ayla. It was uncomfortable. It was awkward. It was frustrating, right? But that can't be the way that I see Ayla, especially for Ayla. That can't be the way that I see Ayla. She's for real going to want to have a meeting if that was the case. That's, that's what she said. She's, she was talking to me when she shoved me. She said, we can have a meeting with Pastor Ziggy if you want. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm, what, do you, what do you need to work out? I don't need to have another meeting. I just had a meeting with Pastor Ziggy. I don't need to have another meeting. <laughs> Amen. But we have to see people for how God sees people. God sees people as who he called them to be. When, people, when you become born again, God didn't see you as your mess. Even if you are in a mess, even if you are a mess, even if you're battling with addiction, with depression, with, uh, you know, whatever may come as a result of that, uh, even when you're in that mess, God still sees you as what he said you are, not what you're acting out to be, not what circumstance has caused you to uh, line up to be, not, not anything that circumstance says about you, not natural circumstance, not what the world says, not what the doctor says. That's something we pray at the, well, at least I pray at the hospital often. Um, we went back to a room this last week, uh, me and Zion, we went back to a room um, it was kind of funny because we went in this waiting room and we were like, hey, we're here praying. Do you pray for anything today? And, and this lady's like, yeah, room 719 or whatever it was. Like, it was seven something, I think. 719. We're like, oh, you want us to go back to the room? She's like, yeah, I'm not sick. My mom's sick. And I'm like, oh, well, that, I mean, I guess that is what we're here to do is lay hands on the sick. So we go back to the room and we're, we're back there and there's um, you know, the nurses are all around, the door is open, it's right by the nurse's station, I'm praying, 
And while we're praying, you know, the Lord begins to pray through me, and I'm praying things like, we don't care what the doctor says. We don't believe the doctor's report. The doctor's report is a lie. Whatever they're saying, whatever, whatever it is that they have to say, this is, because we know that the report is a bad report. We don't care about that. We don't listen to that. We believe the report of the Lord, period. Okay. Amen. That's the, that's the way that we have to see each other is uh, Ayla may be in a bad way. She may be struggling. She may be broken. She may be going through a battle. She may be sick. She may be whatever the case may be. But it's still, as brothers and sisters in Christ, it's still our responsibility to look at people and to treat them and, and to uh, lift up the standard to say that that's not who they are. Who they are is what God said about them, that they're the righteousness of God in Christ, that they're a above and not beneath, the head and not the tail, the lender and not the borrower. Amen. That's something else we've been praying. Lord, make us lenders and not borrowers. Amen. But the world judges each other based off of the last place that we've seen each other. Um, and in the, in the church as the body, we can't do that. We have to, we have to resist that. Uh, if, we're, if we're only ever seeing each other as ugly, as uh, dumb, this is kind of funny. Back to driving stories. Ayla's been telling me I need to stop being so mean when I drive, because I, I say some crazy stuff. Nothing really all that bad, but it bothers Ayla really bad. She's like, the Lord loves them. Like, yeah, the Lord loves them. I don't. <laughs> the Lord has a good plan for them. I don't care what the Lord has for them. I need, to get, I need them to get out of the way. Amen. This is beside the point, too, but I was telling Ayla this. Uh, I posted it on Facebook, too. Because she always gets mad at me because I don't use my blinker. I'm like, Ayla, I drive a BMW. I can't use my blinker. It's against the rules. You can't do that. You, you can't drive a BMW and use your turn signal. That is against the rules. How, how many BMWs have you seen, been driving behind that you saw them use a turn signal? Very few, right? And if you did see them use a turn, turn signal, they're probably a newer BMW driver. They just don't know yet. It's just the way that it is. No, but... <laughs> Amen. But Ayla, she always gives me a hard time because I, I say crazy stuff about people. I'm like, you moron, get out of the way. Right? Other stuff, too, I'm not going to say because this is being recorded. It's not that bad, so don't think anything too crazy. But, but, <laughs> but Ayla, she's all, I mean, every day she gets on to me. If we're driving together, she gets on to me. She's like, what, what about what God has to say about him? You know, I've had to start thinking about that. Lord, you do have a good plan for them. I didn't mean it when I said I didn't care about your plan for them. I do mean it. Pastor Ziggy testifies about, you know, when he had road rage. I think I don't think I really have road rage. I just have road frustration. It's not quite on the rage level anymore. I just got road frustration. But Pastor Ziggy testifies about when he worked through some of that stuff that, uh, one of his biggest fears would be that he'd freak out on somebody while he was driving, and then he'd show up to church to preach, and they'd be there to hear him preach. And uh, I didn't start thinking about those kinds of things. <laughs> because uh, especially with us going to the hospital, going downtown, I'm going to start seeing some familiar faces at some point. It's probably not going to be good. Amen. There was this one time, one more driving testimony, and then I'll wrap this up. There was this one time, uh, Shelby, she's not here today. But Shelby was, me and Andrew and Shelby, I think we had gone to see a movie. And it was uh, later in the evening, we were, driving, uh, we were driving home. And I was driving fast and Shelby got mad at me. <laughs> and she smacked me. 
She's like, stop driving that. Man, I hit my brake so hard. She fell out of the back seat. And I wasn't even in a big car. Like, a, there wasn't a big back seat, like, for her to fall out of. She slid off of the seat. It was probably the seat because Ayla waxed one of my seats one time. It was probably the seat that Ayla waxed. It was slippery. Um, yeah, it was bad. I've changed my ways. I haven't done anything like that in a long time. Right? You can testify to that. That's really the truth. I've slowed way down, mostly. And I, I drive really well. I haven't gotten a car accident in a while. Amen. Amen, no more. I've had a lifetime's worth of car accidents already. I'm done, no more. Amen. You know, that's actually a time, that's something that brought me and Ayla close together was a car accident, <laughs> a near-death experience. Really did, total, total of the car, it was really bad. It was a really, really bad accident, but amen. That's a story for another day. I'll let Ayla tell that story. But we have to see each other in the right light. We have to see each other in the right frame of mind. We have to see each other for how Christ sees us. You know, God sees us through the, it's like an Instagram filter. God sees us through the filter of the blood of his son. On the other side of that filter, you may be ugly, addicted, broken, garbage. Through that filter, you're perfect. That's how God sees you all the time. Not even just some of the time. That's how he sees you all the time. Amen. That's and not because he has to see you that way. That's because he decided he wanted to see you that way. It's because he decided, this is how I want to see my people. And that's how he chooses to see you all the time. So when you mess up, remember that, that he doesn't see you as, and don't let the enemy tell you anything different either. Don't let the enemy whisper in your ear. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good way to say that. Pastor Annie said this one time uh, to the youth group that you don't have to outshout the devil, Right? Because we think that the devil, he's just this loud, menacing voice. You don't have to outshout the devil. You just have to outtruth him. And we know the end of the story. We know his truth. We, we, we know what God has said about him. Um, so don't let the enemy come in and speak about you and tell you who you are. God has already told you who you are. That's the way that uh, we need to live. Amen. And another, people, another example of loving people, too, is it's uh, similar what happened with Pastor Hans uh, this last Last week, we leadership woke up to a text early in the morning. I just happened to be waking up at that same time because I was going to detail a car. I think I detailed the car. I don't even remember anymore. But I was, get, I was waking up to go detail a car. Um, it may have been my own car. But I woke up and saw the text, and Ayla, she gets mad at me because if I'm awake, I feel like Ayla should be awake. Like, I don't like being the only one awake. I want to talk. I want to hang out. Like, let's eat some breakfast. Like, this was like 5.45 in the morning, too. She's like, this is my day to sleep in. You can sleep in when I leave. Let's talk right now. But we were talking about the text that we got about Pastor Hans. He had an unfortunate experience uh, while he was in Africa. He got beat. He got robbed. Um, and when that happened, immediately, I told Ayla, we're doing something about this. And I think this is how we need to be with each other. And I think that this positions us to be used by God as well. That when things come up, when we see each other struggling, when we see something happen, when we know something's going on, um, I told Ted this when we were talking about it on Sunday, that I don't let the devil mess with my friends. I don't let the devil knowingly, I don't knowingly let the devil just mess with my friends. I refuse. If I know, if I know that my friends are going through a struggle, I'm going to do everything that I possibly can do to help them with that struggle. Everything I could do. So immediately when I saw that uh, text and I, I woke Ayla up, hey, this happened. We're sewing. How much can I get away with sewing? <laughs> 
And she's like, huh, what's going on? I'm like, hey, we're sewing. This happened. This is how much I think we're going to give. I'm just going to do it. You good with that? She's like, yeah, sure, whatever. She's just trying to go back to sleep. But what stirred in me was you have the ability to do something about that and to laugh in the face of the devil. For somebody that's over there just trampling over the works of the enemy in Africa, and the enemy tried to get them to back down. That's what, the, that's what the enemy was doing. He was trying to convince them that they needed to back down, that they needed to take a step back. Thank God that it doesn't seem like that happened. But a part of that boldness that rose up in them came from us. A part of that boldness was us saying, uh-uh, not today. The enemy's not getting away with that. That is one of our men of God over there. That's not happening today. And I think that, I don't know this for a fact, but this is what I pictured that in a moment, that need was met. In a moment, it happened. That was it. It was done. It was settled. They didn't have to think about it, not for one more second. That was it. They could go, they carry on with their day doing the will of God. Amen. Amen. That's something that we need to be doing on a regular basis. We need to be doing, we need to be holding each other up. We need to be, uh, if you see somebody that is struggling, reach out, help them out. I know Ayla and I try to do that. Ayla's better about that than me. She knows more about what's going on because I stay busy, and if I'm not busy, I'm not going to be busy. You know what I'm saying? If I'm, like, at home chilling, I'm going to be chilling. I'm going to be disconnected. Um, so Ayla, she fills me in on things as she finds out about them. We pray, and we try to, you know, minister to those that we can and have an impact where we can. And that, I thought that, that was such an awesome testimony of the goodness of God where we saw the video that was recorded in the middle of the night on Pastor Hans's Facebook page, um, probably like two or three in the morning, our time it was recorded. And then maybe eight or nine o'clock our time that morning, there was a testimony that was, I mean, it was just awesome. You have to go back on his Facebook page and take a look at it. It was awesome because it was like, we're here, we're doing this work. The devil ain't gonna, he's not getting away with this. We're moving forward. And then to see Teresa get on too, and she's like, this is awesome. You know, we're going forward. We're not backing down. Thank God. Praise the Lord. I can't say if I got beat over the head that that would have been my response, but thank God it was his response. I may have needed some of you to be like, no, we're going forward. Like when we hit that deer on the way to revival, uh, we're going to Ohio and hit a deer. And it wasn't a moment where I could like hit a deer and be in the spirit afterwards. It was a moment where I probably was already in the flesh. And then I was really, really in the flesh because I was in my car and it was, things were going so well and hit a deer, didn't even hit a deer in another state, hit a deer in uh, Claremore. So it wasn't even like in the middle of our journey. It wasn't at the end of our journey. It was at the beginning of our journey. And everything in me said, turn around and go home. Just turn around and go home. But instead, we moved forward. I, I bent down and looked to see if there was any fluids leaking because this deer, you wouldn't even believe the size of this deer. I mean, it was laying on the ground and it was up off the ground like this high. It was crazy. Uh, Gabe and Cherie were asleep in the back seat because it was like three or four in the morning. And my car, my BMW, it was so nice. Things were going so well. I'm up on like two wheels because I ran over this deer. It was so bad. But instead, I didn't listen to my flesh. I didn't listen to what I wanted to do. What I had going through the back of my head was Ayla and saying, it's, maybe it wasn't in my head, maybe it was in real life. It's okay, don't worry about it. So well, this is what I decided to do. I looked down, looked to see if there was any fluids leaking. 
I didn't see any fluids leaking, so I ripped off the piece of the bumper that was dragging on the ground. I tossed it off to the side of the road. We got back in the car, and we moved forward. And I was just like, just, let's just not talk about it. Don't talk about it. We're going to revival. We're getting revived. That period. I've, I have now sewn part of my bumper into this trip. We are getting revived. Amen. Right? Isn't that how it happened? And then we got there, and Cherie's telling everybody, man, Tyler hit this deer. I'm like, shut up, Cherie. Don't tell people. Don't talk about it right now. It's too soon. <laughs> I'm trying to get revived over here. <laughs> Amen, but... When we see people struggling, reach out, grab people. You know, the Lord, that scripture says that the Lord grasps us by the hand, amen? He grasps us by the hand. Um, so you can only fall so far, but reach out to the people around you. If you know they're struggling, reach out. Be a help. Don't be a hurt, amen? Amen. And then the last thing is stay in his word. Say his word, pray his word, read his word, hear his word. Do this until his word is manifested in your life and anything else is a lie. How awesome would that be if that, that the word of God really became truth in your life? That, that was the only truth you knew. That when, that when um, the news is saying that there's a looming recession, that your instinct is not, well, we better hold back. We better prepare for this thing that's coming. We better do this. But your instinct was, I'm going to hear the voice of the Lord. I'm going to hear what God has to say. God's word declares that I am the head and not the tail. Amen. That the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. That uh, we serve a God and that if we give, it'll be given unto us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. He'll cause men to give into our bosom into the same measure that uh, we meet out or to be measured unto us again. Amen. Amen. Where his word is default in our life, where his word is the first thing that we fall back on, not the second thing. Amen. How many times do we fall back on, uh, amen, I received that in the name of Jesus. How many times do we fall back on, um, how, how many times do we fall back on an old truth that we once knew in our life and the truth of an, of an old man, a tr truth of a prior period of time where the truth that you're saying um, doesn't really line up with the word of God, right? How many times do we fall back on that? How many times do we fall back on uh, wrong things, wrong habits, wrong mindsets? We fall back on wrong ways. Um, things start to look a little bit ugly and you start thinking, I know Ayla said this a couple times, but I always think it's funny because we are literally so stinking busy. We have something going on every single day. It's, it's nuts. I don't know how we do it, but we do it. I mean, we really are stinking busy. And um, things start to look a little iffier. We're not really meeting our savings goal or something like that. She's like, I'm going to get a part-time job. I'm like, what part-time do you have? We got like two hours a day, two working hours a day where maybe you could do something. So you mean to tell me you're going to get a part-time job and make like $24 a day? No, that's not good. That's not going to happen. It's always funny, though, because she'll say it, and then we both are like, there's no way. There's just no way. But how many times do we think that way, that we fall back on? We fall back on our own might. We fall back on our own plan. We fall back on what we know that we can do. Um, I know I'm in a season right now where just adding a couple extra details is not going to cut it. It's not enough for me. I have to trust him. That's what he's teaching me. I have to trust him 100%. I have to trust him for increase. I have to trust him right now for increase. For everything that's coming in, I have to trust him, believe his word. I have to remind myself that we're, we're above. We're above, period. Amen? Amen. So stay in his word. Read his word. And then as you're reading it, 
Envision yourself in those scriptures. Picture yourself in that place and how it applies to you. Like when the scripture talks about believers laying hands on the sick and seeing the sick recover. If you're sick, see yourself as the sick one uh, being raised up to be well, to be healed. If you are a believer and you're not sick, see yourself as the one laying hands on the sick. Amen. See yourself as the one. And as you do that, and as you're picturing that in, in your heart, that will become truth. That when, when sick people come around you, your instinct is going to be not to say, oh, man, you're not feeling good. That sucks. That's not, that's not our instinct anymore. That's not, that's not what we default to. Um, we rebuke sickness. Amen. Amen. So envision yourself in scripture and how it applies to you and um, how you can mirror that scripture to accomplish his plan and flow with his spirit. Amen. You guys have any questions about this, about anything else? Comments? I got to stop talking because we're getting close to time. I told Hilda we would be done at 830. So if you have questions, we got seven minutes to get them answered. Amen. Nothing? All right. Well, let's pray. How many of you guys would like to, uh, how many of you guys would like to flow and function with the Holy Spirit more regularly, more often in a, in a higher level? I saw that when we prayed on last Wednesday, right? We prayed for Gil and we prayed for Anna, right? It's Anna. For some reason, I always want to call you Anne. I'm not very good with names. It, it takes me a long while. Um, but that's something that I saw in my spirit while we were praying for you guys. And I told you that God was taking you up to a higher level. I see that. I'm, I hear him saying that as we're sitting here today, that God's taking you up to a higher level in this season. That and I prayed this, and I hear him telling me to, to expound on this a little bit. I prayed this, that this would be a season of visitation. And Pastor Ziggy said something in the live video that he did. Um, and th that's what, it rang true in my spirit because that's what I saw happening, that this was a season of visitation, that angels were visiting your life and that they were, they were invading your space to protect you, that they were coming in and that they had their hands on the things that were important. They, they were making adjustments as needed to better facilitate his plan and purpose in your life. Amen? That's why I asked you if you had any sickness in your body because I saw a healing angel touching you. But, you know, as I'm sitting here right now, I feel this, the presence of God on me right now as I'm saying this. As I'm sitting here right now, that, that healing angel wasn't touching you because you were sick. That healing angel was touching you because God's anointing you today to lay hands on the sick and see the sick recover on a higher level. We have that promise as believers, but how many of you know that there are some that God anoints on a level, I've been in. Did Pastor Zicky talk about this? I think he did talk about this. Like Benny Hinn, um, Benny Hinn, how many of you know when he prays for the sick, it's on a different level than what we see when we're at the hospital. He, God has anointed Benny Hinn to lay hands on the sick and see the sick recover. And I hear God saying that he's anointing you on a, on a higher level, that he's going to use you to heal the sick. Uh, so don't be afraid. Step out. Step out and do it. And uh, I would bet money that that's something that he's been talking to you about already, that he's been uh, trying to get that across to you already. Amen. Amen. Well, we are done. I'm going to pray and we can dismiss. Um, if you need prayer for anything specifically, you come up here after we dismiss. Ayla and I will pray for you or Ayla will pray for you. Either way, anybody else can pray for you. I don't really care. Um, <clears throat>
But let's pray and we will uh, be done. So Father, we just thank you for all that you've done today. God, I just pray, God, that your spirit would continue stirring in the hearts of your people. God, that your people would be intentional about positioning themselves to be used by you. God, as we desire to function in the gifts of the spirit, God, I just pray. I pray that we would position ourselves to know your truth, to know your word, God, to better yield ourselves to your spirit. So God, that not just that we remain wanting to function, but God, that we would function. God, that we would see those gifts operate in our lives on a regular basis. Father, I thank you for touching your people today. God, I just pray, God, an infilling right now of your spirit on each one. Lord, fill us full to overflow in Jesus' name. I thank you for it, Lord. Amen. Amen.